Okay. What welcome. did you just What's say? Up? Oh, booty. What did he say? We, Little Richard. We are recording. Didn't Little Richard. <laughs> Rudy, Rudy, oh booty, rude. What the fuck you say? Own booty. Now you say, oh Rudy. Booty. You did not say a white bamboo, a white bamboo. Bit. Oh, <laughs> shut it down. Okay, okay. Act like you know, okay. Like you know Rudy. Boss lady. Okay, boss lady. Okay. Look, okay. here comes David. Megan, Megan. How she know about that? Hey, I'm shocked. I'm so proud of y'all. Boss Lady showed out today. Oh, I'm proud of you, girl. That song, we have to sing that song a million times. I feel like we definitely <laughs> for that real? Song Why y'all suck yes, that? So I learned that at Wilmer Like when you have music class. When I was in diapers, bitch. <laughs> we had a song. We had to sing Get Along, Little Doggy. Get along, little doggy. It's your misfortune. That's not how Patrick sings it. He was like, Get along. I don't remember that shit. All right, my friends, we are recording. Hello. Okay, welcome back to the podcast. Every booty. How's everybody doing today? Every. On this on this um Black every. History Month day, yes, I said every booty. Oh, oh I was confused. I was like, did she, did she? My booty oh. is good on this seventeenth day of Black History Month. Okay, okay. Today for our Black History special, we will be talking about Sister Rosetta Tharp. Now, y'all know I always got to come with the music aspect because I love music. I love everything that has to do with music. And I'm so glad I found out about Sister Rosetta Tharp because I've never heard of her before this. If you don't know who she is, she is the person who birthed rock and roll. Rock or rock and roll, whichever you want to call it, was not a thing before she came about. So I'm going to tell you guys a little something about Sister Rosetta. Wait, you mean it wasn't Elvis? No, it was not. Thank you very much. It was not Elvis oh. at whatsoever. No, ain't nothing but I don't know. And we're going to talk about we're going to talk about um Elvis too a little bit cuz it's not about him but y'all y'all going to y'all going to y'all going to see, okay? So, um Sister Rosetta Thorpe, she was born March 20th, 1915 to um, her mother, Katie Bell Atkins, um, who played the mandolin, the piano, and was also a singer in her church, and her father, Willis Atkins, who played guitar and harmonica. Um, they both taught Rosetta how to sing and play guitar, and by four years old, um, she was an expert guitarist. Like, that is crazy. At four years old, um, I feel like kids still learning how to say full sentences. And she was like really good at playing the guitar. Isn't a lot said about her father, but her mother was very prominent in her life. Um, they went to church together. Um, and Katie, her mother, was an evangelist for the Church of God in Christ, or they called it uh, Kojic for short, you know, abbreviation. Um, and at the age of four, uh, she was playing a couple songs with her mother. But by the age of six, she started performing regularly with her mother at church, um, playing gospel with a little mix of her own style. So she started to... Um, play the gospel music in the church as they usually do, but like put her own little flair on it. Hmm. Um, they spent a lot of their time in church because uh, 
in the years after emancipation, it was very important for African-Americans to have their own place of worship and mm. it provided community and a safe space. And they felt, and I feel like that's um, okay. a lot in- what? I'm not even about to go there. Wait, what did she say? Nope. I missed it. Brina X, talk your shit. Yeah, yes. I was probably going to mention it. All these churches be fugazi. Mm-hmm. was not a safe space. But she And I will definitely it. mention it. But these times, people, uh, Black people in particularly, felt really safe in the church. Gospel music is what, you know, helped them in their times of need. They felt... Um, and yeah they felt like it was a safe space to go to uh be able to express themselves feel like themselves outside of um what bitch <laughs> that was david that was david i'm in my crib because i saw, back, saw back you launch yeah, the you. same time i don't know which one of y'all that how how his mouth is and how far david my too. mouth is Okay, okay. David, it was you. It was David. I don't know why. And that so was so bad. <laughs> it really was. I backed up. Um, Sorry, I'll, I'll edit that out. No, 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 no. Keep it in. That was no, funny. back no, up. It was from funny. The mic. It was funny, though. I wasn't expecting oh my that. Gosh. I was, it, was like... it was so crisp. <laughs> so crisp. When we both looked at Shanice, like, you literally munched the same time that I'm that sound happened and it's crisp because we're eating potato crisp pringles are not chips they are crisp okay thank you Fun for fact. the um, history behind pringles right i just learned some new shit oh fucking dead okay um so yeah she started traveling with her mother they had like a traveling uh church band i guess you can say and after years of traveling performing with her mother um and the evangelistic throp that's what they called it um rosetta moved to chicago in the early 1920s um during this time the great migration was taking place so you know all the african african americans were moving north and a lot of them migrated to the south side of chicago Oh, the Great Migration. Yes, I like the Great that. Migration. I feel like the it's actually reverse now. Everybody leaving Chicago and moving to the South. Ain't that crazy? Really? Mm-hmm. You think so? Yeah, it's like in reverse. Everybody like, let's get the fuck out of Chicago. And everybody yeah, I feel to... like a lot of people are trying to leave Chicago. I wouldn't days. go to the South, though. I don't I know. No, it's some black. I would but not like, go to the South. It's warm. I'm trying to go to the South. I don't give a fuck how warm it is. You ain't going to catch me out there. Yeah, I'm still kind of um, kind of against the South. They be acting a little weird down there still, still. Um, but anyway, but yeah, um, while touring, Rosetta started to have more fun with playing and to keep the crowd pleased, um, she would fill in, she would fill in like the empty spaces to songs. So you know how some songs they got like, um, you know, you're singing and a lot of gospel music, there's, um, I feel like there's a lot of like silence parts where you just hear the just hear the music. So in the parts where there wasn't like as the much singing, parts. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So in the parts there weren't as much singing or no singing, she would basically sing with her guitar, and a lot of people liked that. Um, it was something that was new, and it wasn't like very gospel-y. I don't know if that makes sense, but it was it something was, it, it was, was his own sound. Yes, yes. It was his own sound. And it that was something is the that way... people weren't used to hearing in gospel music. And 
by the way, that's the way people themselves described it. Singing, her singing, with, her her singing with her guitar, which is really cool because I can see how that would be a thing, making uh, sounds with the guitar sounding like, you know, somebody singing or it's a whole nother verse to a song. Um, so in the 1930s, Rosetta met a preacher named Thomas A. Tharp, which is where she got her last name from. Um, but they divorced around 1934. Uh, it was rumors that it was like a business relationship. And there was rumors that there was like abuse and cheating. And maybe that's why they um, had a divorce or, you know, that that was the rumors. But she they got divorced, but she was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to keep that last name because that sound kind of good on stage. So she kept the last name, but they ended up getting divorced. Um Oh wait, Alex, did you talk real quick about her um, and her mom having to leave the church? Oh yeah, no, I actually don't think I even read that down. So, uh, because I didn't see it anywhere else, so I wasn't sure if I should mention it, but um, yeah, the church basically kicked them out, of like shunned them from the church because they found out that um, basically her mother had Rosetta, Rosetta out of wedlock marriage and, and she wasn't this, even married at this the time. Uh, type of so they church. church yep yeah so this that type safe of haven that place where mm -hmm. you can be yourself and come all sinners all to God's children welcome yeah they yeah they, they they had a certain way of believing how people should act and how people Jesus should be friendly with a prostitute apparently they don't apparently, they didn't they didn't listen to collector. that part they're more like so the they're people like, that crucified be... jesus than like the people that roll with jesus yeah mm -hmm. they're like you have to be this type of person and if you're not this type of person and if you don't do things this type of way then mm -mm, you can't and ain't, ain't no way in hell you for the yeah, them be the main, here. them be the main people who got who sick as yeah. fuck. So Crazy they're like, so they're like, fuck. you wasn't married, you had a child on a wedlock, but you've been an evangelist for this church for how long? And a dedicated, member. a dedicated member of this church, toured with this church, sung with this church, mm. and they also wasn't feeling Rosetta because mm. um, the she way was she performing played music. for secular crowds even though at that time where she was coming up her music was still about god mm -hmm. secular crowds may interpret her love songs about being with a lover but they were about god but they yes. like why are you performing for these non-holy people mm -mm -mm. Mm. so they felt like girl you can only perform in the church and you can only perform about god but we have to understand it we have to know that it's about god but um that's crazy Sorry, yeah, I just that, was, that well. was important the only reason i didn't write that um, down is because i didn't see it anywhere else and that's why um, most of my information i just want to let you guys know i got it from a video from uh by bailey sarian she's a youtuber and she has this um uh what do you want to call it dark history yeah it's called dark history on youtube and um she gets a lot of her facts from like other writers and resources and things like that mm -hmm. um i didn't find out a lot of information about rosetta tharp uh, really anywhere yeah i was about else. to say it's hard to research it's very her. hard and people like her like the first female rapper and stuff like that all those things it's very hard to find information or even like very I gotta get back to her name i forgot her name but i have researched her for a video and she's still alive. She's only 60 something, really? or it's probably 70 something, but um, that's besides uh, the point. Don't want to get off that. 
Um, yeah, that's very interesting. I didn't know that. But I tried to do a lot of research and I barely found anything, even in the thesaurus of Arkansas, because that's where she uh, was born. Um, they had like, a, you know, an article about her, but it wasn't in a lot of detail. It's like they just like skimmed over it really quick. So I didn't find a lot. So a lot of my information. Oh, so this I got is all we know video. about her? Yes. At me as as far like as this how is much all I we know. About, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, so yeah, if if you could find any other information and further educate yourself about Miss Rosetta Stark, you know, that'd be good. But, but yeah, people try to um oh, sorry. Oh, oh no, go, oh no. Oh girl, no, I'm not done. That's why I said this is all we know. Oh no. Everything I'm gonna say today is all girl, we know. Oh, <laughs> she's like, done. dang, you done? <laughs> no, there's more information about her, okay. So in the midst of traveling, she ended up in Miami performing at a Miami Temple, which was the biggest Kojic Church of God in Christ um, church in the 1930s. The church broadcasted Sunday services on white radio stations. So Rosetta started to reach a wider crowd, which is great because, you know, I don't think there was that many um, colored stations or anybody who even wanted to reach that, you know, crowd. So this is a crowd that she probably would have never been able to reach if she didn't um, perform at this church. Um, but yeah, surrounding her divorce, she moves to New York because um, I think she was still going to through her divorce with her first husband. Um, she moved to New York. And that's when she started playing at the Cotton Club in 1938. Um, it was said to be four Black performers, but no Black people were allowed inside. Like, Dang. Black people weren't allowed to come watch the shows, but it was specifically for Black people to perform there. The stage was even a replica of a plantation. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was so like, we're putting you guys on Club? for show. You know, I was going to say it sounds pretty, pretty racist. Yeah, to me. It, it, it's basically <laughs> no, like yeah, it this is black. a this is a I don't want to downplay it, but it was basically well I felt you ain't like never it's a circus for um, black people. Like, oh, we're going to put you guys on show, but black people can't come watch you. This is for the white people to come watch you perform on a plantation. And I feel like that it was just for them to laugh at you and be like, look, look at these. Hmm. Look at these blacks up here. I but have a, a lot, lot of words. That a lot of black people sucked it up and played there because it had a radio. Uh, it had a radio wire that reached nationwide. So a lot of them were like, I really don't want to play here. This probably goes against everything I believe, but this is going to get me out there and this is going to get people to hear my voice. So a lot of uh, a, lot, a lot of people was just like, I'm going to just swallow it and I'm just not going to say nothing and I'm going to just try to do this. And, this you know, very interesting, very highly very... interesting. Um, at mm. the Cotton Club, Rosetta, Sister Rosetta, was originally signed on for a two-week gig as an opening act, but she quickly became popular and had a new contract making her a headliner, and that's when she changed her name to Sister Rosetta Tharp. So before, she was just Rosetta Tharp, but she gave her stage name as Sister Rosetta Tharp, and that's what people started calling her. Sister! Um, <laughs> 
gonna make me be thinking about that song. Um, anyways, um, that same year of 1938, she got a deal from with Decca Records where she recorded Rock Me. Now, Rock Me was the song that Sabrina was saying earlier. A lot of people thought it was a love song. She's she was performing this. Um, That's not Tina Turner, Rock Me, is it? It's no, a girl, it's Sister Rosetta Tharp's rock. I'm me. saying like she didn't cover it. That's that's a whole different song. I believe it's a whole different okay. song. I don't know what. Oh, okay, I was just wondering because I know is. Tina Turner did like rap style. Music. I don't. Know, I don't think I heard Tina Turner's rock me. Rock but I'm me, baby. Sure it's different. Rock me all night long. Oh no, you need to. I want uh -uh. you to rock me. You, you should leave that. Oh okay. Probably not the same. <laughs> but um, yeah, she made the song Rock Me. Everyone, including the church, thought that because she still wanted to remain loyal to the church, even though she was performing in these places that the church probably would have thought like, oh, this is not somewhere where you should be. She still remained loyal to her beliefs and loyal to the church. So she the, the song Rock Me was about jesus it was about god but everyone thought when they were listening to it they thought it was about it, it was a love song um but it was about jesus and this is when she was 23 years old so she recorded her first um single at 23 years old which is really cool and she signed this record deal and it's just so crazy that people thought this was a love song probably the way that she would sing it which is why they thought it was a love song um but yeah um, even though the church had shunned her for her record and for what her mother had did, she refused to stop, but still respecting the religion. So she's like, I'm not going to stop making the music that I make or singing the way I sing, but I still, you know, respect my religion. I'm still going to live by what I live by because she grew up in the church. She, that's what she grew up believing. That's what she knows. Um, so now we're going to skip forward. To 1946, she made a song called Strange Things Are Happening Every Day, and it became the first gospel record to hit number two on Billboard's race record charts, known today as the R&B charts. Oh, what the mm -hmm. fuck is a race yes. record? So that's what yeah. it was called back then. But today it is known as the R&B charts, charts because back then the fuck does R&B stand for now? Rhythm and blues. Rhythm and blues. Yes, which is. Uh, one of the origins of but that's kind of why roll. you see black people who have pop Nothing songs to do end up on R&B mm -hmm. charts because the way they um, basically determine the R&B charts is that if the song was popular in the black neighborhoods mm -hmm. it, was it was a black song and if it was popular in white neighborhoods then it wasn't um, a black song or um, and stuff like that which is wild that, you know, we still see that today, which is crazy. But that song, Strange Things Are Happening Every Day, it was called the first rock and roll record. That's what people call it, the very first rock and roll record. Um, during this time, she met uh, Marie Knight. Uh, and I believe between this time, she got married again, but I just didn't mention that because he wasn't that important. Oh. Um, but uh, during this time- Wait, who wasn't important? Her second husband. Oh. Yeah. Um, but during this time, she met Marie Knight, who was headlining a show. And um, Sister Rosetta said hearing Marie play was musical love at first sight. So Rosetta then offered Marie 
to collab and they went on tour. Uh, there was a lot of rumors of dating because even though uh, Sister Rosetta Tharp wasn't just like out there telling everyone, you know, I like girls, I like boys, whatever the case may have been, a lot of people knew like, you know, she was queer, as you might want to call it. Um, so there was a lot of rumors that they were dating um, and that they were in love. And um, while they were on tour, Marie got um word back that her mother and children were killed in a fire so she called it quits with the tour i didn't see or hear much about what happened with their relationship after that but it just kind of went radio silent so after that um sister rosetta thorpe didn't really have as many hits she wasn't making that much music it started to kind of slow down for her so she got the idea for a wedding concert from um a couple of washington dc promoters so they came up to her and was like hey this is what we're gonna do to get you back on top we are gonna stage a wedding you have um how long did they give her a uh, one year to find a husband because of course she wasn't engaged she didn't have a husband she didn't have a man so they was like okay this is what we gonna do you gonna find a husband within this one year y'all gonna get married we're gonna have a big ass wedding we're gonna have a big ass uh concert turn this into a concert people are gonna love it a sister rosetta thor everyone loves you blah 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 so that's exactly what happened she meets russell morrison and july 3rd 1951 they had a huge wedding with twenty thousand attendees twenty thousand people god damn yes and they all i feel Did like they, they all bring knew a gift I think they was there just there for the concert. They was like, eh, we heard it's gonna be a wedding, but there's also gonna be music, okay? So we just coming for the music. And a lot of them suspected that it was fake. So, you know, just like stunts today when people fake things, they're like, ah, oh, you know, we know this is fake. So, um, yeah. Uh, then after the I do's, after they got married, she immediately put on a custom, cause she, you know, she still had her wedding dress on. She had a custom guitar and she put her guitar on right over her um, wedding dress and started playing that concert. Now, a lot of people said that, um, I don't remember the other two. There were other two, two other um, rock and rollers i guess performers that you can say who they thought had the first like major stage performance but it was actually sister rosetta thorpe and this concert slash wedding it was at the griffith stadium and it became the first major rock stage performance in america so people like to discount that i'm not sure why they just completely take rosetta tharp out of their mind when rock and roll um comes up in conversation but she had the first major rock and roll performance in america um all through the 1950s people started to pick up on rosetta's rock and roll uh style people like chuck berry little richard who all said that you know sister rosetta thorpe was um you know a staple in their music style and even little richard he 
opened up for Rosetta Thorpe when he was 14. So this is somebody who was a very big inspiration for him and somebody who opened up those doors for him. And at 14 to open for Rosetta Tharp, that was like something big for him. So I, I thought that was really cool that um, he even had, you know, that he opened for her once before. So a lot of people like to say, you know, Little Richard is this and Chuck Berry was that, but Rosetta was out way before they, Rosetta was out when freaking Little Richard was a kid and he was opening opening shows for her. So, you know, that, that shows a lot of um, things that we And Sabrina, know. you said people was giving her credit the artist was when they yeah, were the asked were. and um it's more so that's how the media is they want to let be, have legacies and they try their hardest to erase legacies especially black women legacies so um that's why i be particularly going hard for them because nobody knows this elvis said it in his interviews mm -hmm. little richard said it in his interviews the beatles has um credited um going to they all credit her as musical inspiration, but nobody ever talks about her or credit her as the innovator of rock and roll. Which is wild, especially I that never the knew this. Artist, I didn't know who she was. Exactly. I didn't know who she was either, which is crazy because we all know who the Beatles are. We all know who Elvis is, mm -hmm. but we don't know who Sister Rosetta Tharp is. Crazy. Mm -hmm. So around this time, the founder of Sun Records um, figured if he could find a white man, and this, these were his words, a white man who sings black, who sings like a black person, mm -hmm. he could make a lot more money off of that than a black person singing like a black person. Whatever singing like a black person uh, is, because that makes absolutely no sense. I don't know where he got that that idea from but he was like hey if we get a white man it's not like a black man hey we, we gonna we gonna we gonna make this money and that's where bloop elvis came from elvis they was like hey we gonna get you to sing these other people's songs just just steal them real quick they'll be all right they they don't need none of this money um, which is crazy because Elvis, when he was a kid, used to go to Rosetta Tharp's concerts. He used to watch her. He used to um, sing her songs. When he learned how to play guitar, he used to sing her songs. Um, and it's just crazy that people give him the label, the king of rock and roll, when he used to go to the person who birthed rock and roll, go to her concerts as a kid. Like rock and roll was a thing before he even became an artist. Um, what she has said, he's, he's been to, he's went to her concerts as a child. She, um, really broadened his, his horizon of rock and roll and music period. Um, so yeah, that was really interesting to me that he even saw her perform when he was a kid. Um, and y'all all know that Elvis is a person who stole a lot of music that wasn't his. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that. But he's still the king of rock and roll. I don't know how that how that happened. Because it Thanks wasn't just her music that media. he took. That's crazy. Oh, this was a really good episode. I learned a lot. I didn't know. Yeah. And I want to say real quick, it happens a lot with race. It happens a lot with women. But in particular when they want a certain person to be big mm -hmm. 
they'll steal people's music sounds, ideas, and things like that, and try to credit them and try to watch. The music industry is just terrible. And it's a, just terrible. Also, they did this to uh, still be doing this. Also, around this time is when TV started to become a big thing. So they were like, we want, you know, people will feel more comfortable seeing a white person on TV perform yep. rather than a black person on TV perform. Because mm-hmm. this is when people started to, you know, go on. I don't, I'm pretty sure there was like, um, not late night with talk shows and stuff like that where people would perform or this would their this would be their rendition uh basically of what a music video for us is today so they would perform on tv and a lot of people saw that and they're like well if we get the white people to do it you know that's that's going to be way Can't more appealing to the eyes yeah that would be way more appealing to the eyes than a bunch Ooh, of black people i feel people like it was more so we don't that. want to get comfortable seeing black people up oh here definitely doing exactly not. not not that it was more appealing it's just we don't want y'all getting used to seeing mm-hmm. black people on tv like that so um in the 1960s and early 70s sister rosetta thorpe uh tharp toured europe inspiring the beatles and the rolling stones so this they weren't out but i'm pretty sure they were out i'm not completely sure but a lot of their music um were inspired by sister rosetta tharp's um way of playing music because you know she is rock and roll and they are rock and roll bands so a lot of her ways that she played music they adapted to that and they made it their own Didn't you say and they she also was barely inducted into the yeah, yes, I'm gonna bring that up too because it's crazy. This is what I was coming up to too, uh, which is wild because we were talking about this last week. And mm-hmm. at her 1970s performance at the American Folk Blues and Gospel Festival in London, um, people described her as a knockoff Elvis in drag or like a blackface Elvis um, in mm-hmm. drag. And they specifically said in drag because they knew about her. Uh, queer background and just they, really yeah. being disrespectful. Yes, but being the point highly is disrespectful. They call her a knockoff when he is the knockoff. What makes absolutely no sense. Absolutely, absolutely. This no is sense. how little even people back then knew, knew that about, he yes. was inspired by her. And he said it before, so it's not like we're just like, well, he got it from Sister Rosetta Tharp. He said that he's went to her concerts as a kid and he's gotten a lot of inspiration from her as a kid as a kid she was a grown woman doing these rock and roll concerts and he was sneaking up in there or outside the you know outside stadiums or outside wherever she performed just trying to get a listen in on what she was doing as a kid but he but she's stealing from him okay that makes sense um, that same year, she was diagnosed with diabetes, which resulted in the amputation of her leg, and she also had a stroke. Three years after that, on October 9th, 1973, she passed away, and she was in an unmarked grave from 1973 to 2008 because her husband didn't want to get her, uh, um, what do you call it, a headstone. That's some sick shit. He just sold all her stuff after she died, and um. Oh wow! Yeah, he. A lot of people was joking that that mayor. I don't, I don't know if if you um if you already touched on that. A lot of yeah, that was joking that 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 marriage that was was, staged for the concert for her for her Um, comeback. Yeah, but also the fact that they felt like maybe she was trying to dead the. 
queer rumors. Mm -hmm. So people always said that was a financial arrangement and it kind of made it them feel like it even more because once she died, he just started selling off all her mm-hmm. shit and stuff. Just took off her money, stuff. Right? Oh, Didn't even get her a headstone. Didn't even spend her own money on her headstone. Which right. is wild. And then that's when I found out because I actually didn't know because I, I always thought that she wasn't inducted, but she was inducted into the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame finally in 2018. 2018. 2018. Six years ago? That's crazy. Like, that is literally ridiculous. The person who made rock and roll took her all the way from 1973 to 2018. Mm -mm, Finally inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Just a shame. And that is Sister Rosetta Tharp. I'm pretty sure there are more um, things out there on her. I didn't want to make this a whole long episode, but um, those are the main things about Sister Rosetta Tharp. She was a gospel singer who Who mixed blues. He's still alive, oh, ignorant bastard. I don't know. Um, but she mixed blues and R&B and gospel music and came up with rock and roll. And that's how rock and roll was created. And that's how the black women played the guitar. Yes. yes. At the age of four, Just she was saying. already a freaking guitar prodigy. Like, that Y'all is wild. She was touring with her freaking church, her church um, group when she was six. Singing and playing the guitar. Yeah, like, better put instruments wild. in the baby's hands. That is crazy. Oh, y'all got it. Wait, so that's like two. But that's um. See, it's five all together. The little ones all together. Y'all can form a super group. Which no, I'm good. Keep. What? What? No, it's a lot that goes on in that industry that I'm not about no, to have just... my kids deal with that. <laughs> but um, this was interesting. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this Black History segment. And we hope you guys learned something new today. If you didn't know, Sister Rosetta Tharp, okay, the inventor of rock and roll, the innovator, the mother of, the queen of, and the motherfucking king of rock and roll. Okay? All that. And on that note, learn about somebody new every time you want to talk about Black History. Don't keep talking about the same people. Oh, please. Okay. And we before people think that black people, now I'm not going to lie. Some people do just be screaming culture appropriation and just be trolling and speaking up for a community, even if they're supposedly a part of it and they don't know nothing about it. Mm -hmm. But a lot of things make sense. And if you see, if you are um, curious as to why people feel so deeply about cultural appropriation and not giving black people their props when it comes to these things you will probably know more about it if you learn about people who invented things Mm -hmm. um if you learn about people who are innovators in music and and then you'll learn that you never heard about them before they never gotten the credit the recognition the um they never reap the benefits of what something they created and people just want that to stop keep repeating itself Mm -hmm. that's all yes and if you guys didn't check out our last segment it was on mansa musa go check it out it was really good and um well holla holla